Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. Today I'm in the tour van of AFI. You might know him as Bahamas. How's it going? It's going real good. How you doing? I'm doing great. I just saw your sound check. So I was hoping you could tell me what chiseled grapefruit means. <laughs> well, it's just we just end up mumbling a lot of incoherent nonsense, really. Um, it's basically just to kind of, you know, uh, play with our, our uh, front of house engineer, the guy who's mixing the sound. And, uh, you know, he's working really hard, probably harder than anyone, just, you know, on our behalf to try and make it sound good. And we just kind of say, oh, it sounds like uh, muscled brisket. And he has no idea what that means. And, uh, you know, frankly, neither do we. But um, it's just nice to keep in communication, you know. Hey, it's Afi from Bahamas, and you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. Two times. What? Are you doing that? Oh. Hi, it's Afi from Bahamas, and you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. We open the show with Caught Me Thinking. That's off Bahamas record. Bar chords. I've got Afi from the band here with me. I would love it if you could talk a bit about that track. Yeah, it's a song that I wrote uh, many moons ago. I just had this this riff sort of stuck in my head, repeating itself over and over again. 
And uh, for a long time, it was just so pleasing that I just never bothered to write lyrics or anything, you know. And uh, it was really sort of when I started to think about recording, I thought, okay, well, this is, I'm not going to have this as an instrumental song. I should do something with this. And um, the lyrics, thankfully, just sort of just came. You know, I didn't have to uh, bang my head against the wall. But um, it's really just about that sort of guitar part and having some fun with it. Let's start with an easy one, Bahamas. I'd love to know why you picked that name. Basically, because my name is Afi, and I didn't, you know, want to spell it or talk about it or explain what it was. And ironically, I've had to do that anyway. So um, it probably would have been easier to just, you know, go by my given name. But um, I thought when I finished recording the first record, the word Bahamas kind of conjured up some nice imagery, and it seemed to fit the songs. And so I just went with it. You know, I didn't, I didn't uh, overthink it too, too much. I read that Alaska was a runner-up name. That's true. Yeah, I I, I really like place names. You know, I think that um, they just yeah they just conjure up some imagery right away before you even hear the music. And I think if I had have called it Alaska, I think it really would influence how people hear the music. You know, and um, I'm I guess I'm glad that I ended up going with Bahamas because I think that it's a little more fitting. You have slowly discovered yourself, honed your music skills while serving in other bands like Feist or Zeus. So I was hoping you could talk about one thing that each of those bands has taught you about Bahamas. Well, I think that uh, the one thing that stands out above, you know, the many things that I may have gleaned from working with Feist is that uh, there's a lot of joy in economy, like musical economy. And... um yeah, there's just so many interesting things to discover when you sort of strip away everything and it's, uh, you know, all in the quiet stuff, you know. And then I guess the Zeus guys, it's it's kind of the opposite, the joy of excess. Um, those guys really sort of have, a, I think, a wonderful way of, of um, using magnitude of instruments and all kinds of different sounds and just layering things and... Um, yeah, that's a, that's a world that I'm I'm kind of unfamiliar with, but I'm really like in awe of, you know. I've heard you called Canada's Jack Johnson. When he's not making music, Jack Johnson is fairly famous for spending all his time surfing. So, what non-music making hobby would you be best known for? Boy, oh boy! I mean, I really like cooking. I like eating, which uh, you know basically means that you have to kind of take some sort of a stock, you know, be invested a little bit in uh, what it is you're eating. And so, yeah, I do like cooking and baking. I, I think I'd uh, I'd aspire to be someone who's capable of feeding my family and then some. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think that uh, you, you got to find things to do that kind of make you feel good, and that's that's one of them for me. And speaking of food, I can see somebody's dinner right at my feet here in the van. Yeah, like, there's a Whole Foods, uh, you know, pretty close to here so we you got to take advantage because tomorrow we're driving to Banff and there's not a whole lot between here and there so you're on tour you just shopped at Whole Foods what's on the menu tonight well tonight we'll probably eat in a restaurant but yeah all this sort of stuff you know when you're sitting in the van all day you can either when you stop for gas you can either eat uh, pepperettes and and uh, Pringles or you can try and get some you know decent food and that's sort of you know we try to do that when we can <laughs> you're still not willing to give an example of what you'll be eating no way I don't want to, like, offend any potential vegans that may be listening, or carnivores, for that matter. I, uh, you know, I like to stay in the middle. Flexitarian. That sounds safe. Yeah. I've heard that you don't drink beer anymore, so what's your drink these days? Who are you talking to? Wow. <laughs> I read an interview where you're like, I don't drink beer anymore. I'm off wheat. Oh, wow. Well, you know, sometimes you make these bold decisions and they last about 45 minutes. 
Um, it was really hot in Toronto this summer, and unfortunately, there's there's no other liquid um, other than a cold glass of beer that will cool your thirst. So, um, you know, I I'm I'm I apologize to those uh, celiacs out there that I I made this bold claim. I'm not drinking any beer. I, I don't want to let you down, but I, I have had a few Coors Light this summer. I will say on the record for the tea lovers out there, it looks like you're drinking a warm tea. I am, yeah. Well, it's a rainy day in Vancouver. I'm supposed to be this delicate artist type. I thought I'd have a cup of tea. Hey, it's Afi from Bahamas, and you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. Though there were men before me That held you in their arms With a love so hot and getting hotter It's setting up fire alarms Though there were girls before It's Afi from Bahamas, and you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. Welcome back to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You've just heard Hockey Teeth. That's a track off Bahamas' first record, Pink Strat. I've got Bahamas here with me. I would love it if you could talk a bit about that track. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, well, basically, that's just a love song that I wrote many years ago, and uh, I didn't intend for it to be comical in any way. You know, I, I was very serious about this this sort of stuff, but... Um, you know, it's just it's just about hitting your teeth together when you go to have a nice kiss. All right, so your latest record is called Bar Chords, and I was reading an interview with you today where you were talking about how your confidence levels are steadily increasing. So what's one thing you've done on Bar Chords that you couldn't have pulled off when you made your first record? I think that, um, I think 
I, confidence can be a misleading word, but I think for me, it's um, it just it's it's more about just feeling comfortable with uh, with your own voice, you know, and your own skill set. And for me, that's a that's a constantly evolving process, as I'm sure it is for lots of people, you know, not just musicians. But um, yeah, I think that lyrically, I was just a little more direct on uh, bar chords, and 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 uh, that resonated with me, you know. And I think I'm gonna sort of continue going down that road. So many of your songs are about relationships. So how do the women in your life react when you write songs about them? <laughs> well, uh, you know, I mean, I guess it's you know it's true that to my songs do reflect sort of my, I guess my own personal history in some ways, but you know, I, I although the lyrics may deal with some dark sub- subject matter, I kind of hope that the songs have a celebratory tone, you know, even if they're sort of celebrating the things that aren't working in those relationships. Have you ever had a woman say, hey, we dated. Where's the song about me? Uh, no, I'm a serial monogamist. Um, so there's not that many out there, you know. Um, you know, they, I guess they know who they are. <laughs> okay, so you sat on this current record, Bar Chords, for a while. And the reason for that is because your first record was re-released in the States by Jack Johnson's record label. So I was hoping you could talk a little bit about what it's like to sit on a record for so long. It's really uncomfortable. It gets really lumpy, and there's no cushion that can be designed by man or beast to make it any more comfortable. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think I ultimately benefited from it because I got to sit with the album for a long time, and by the time it came out, I was absolutely confident that you know I could live with these songs not just now, but you know, twenty five, thirty, thirty years from now, I, I you know I really feel like I can sort of connect with them. Um, and that's you can't always say that, you know, because you sometimes you write songs when you feel very impassioned about something, and then that passion can quickly fade, you know. And and um, depending on the song's popularity, you may have to keep singing that song for for a lot of years, you know. And there's there's many examples of that. But um, yeah, it's it's hard because you, you know you you make something and you're really excited about it and you want people to hear it. But um, I think I'm I'm learning that patience is uh, is a skill that's worth developing. Does this mean you're enjoying a huge lead-in to your next record? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I I really don't try and think about it all that much, you know, because I I work with a team of other people. There, you know, I I try and write the best songs I can, and and I do enjoy recording, and but I don't get to do it all that often, you know. So those are the sort of things that are on my mind. And then there's there's a whole other people that worry about making CDs and shipping them to the stores and calling radio stations and you kind of have to be at their mercy to some to some degree you know after the record's done being made i just sort of give it to them and i trust that they'll know what the best way to uh, put it out is and if that means waiting a little while for the opportune moment you know i, I trust their judgment sure i guess i'm asking if you're sitting on the next record right now while touring your second i'm contractually not allowed to talk about it um <laughs> well you know we've been so busy touring this year that i just haven't had any time and uh I've written some songs and I'm, you know I'm kind of excited about them. They have a, a different sound for me and um, and I am excited about making another record. But you know we're touring now until at least the end of the year, so um, one thing at a time. Hey, it's Afi from Bahamas and you're listening to the interview show with Scott Wood. Lost in the light, I 
Take them back If we would try again Just remember when Before we were lovers I swear we were friends So if someone could see me now Let them see you Let them see you from Bahamas and you're listening to the interview show with Scott Wood. All right, welcome back to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Lost in the Light off Bahamas record Bar Chords. I've got Afi, aka Bahamas here with me. I would love it if you could talk a bit about that track. Uh yeah, it's a song we recorded you know sort of after the majority of the record was done. Um and I, you know, I 
I had some time to sit with the album. So my my friend Robbie really encouraged me to sort of go back and and revisit it and, and consider recording this song. And I'm really glad we did because I think it it kind of it's you know it's the first song on the record, and I think it it sort of introduces all of the sonic elements and uh, and the lyrical elements for that matter that sort of speak to the rest of the record. What caused it to be left out first time around? I just hadn't written it. Yeah, I just, uh, I, you know, I recorded the whole album. I thought I was done with it. And then, you know, I'd, months and months passed, a year passed, and then i written this other song, and it seemed to fit in with the old ones rather than be some beginning to some new album, you know? So we just went back and added it in. Your first record was called Pink Strat after a guitar, so I was hoping you could talk a little bit about the connection you feel with your current tool. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Pink Strat's still there. It more or less lives under the bed now. Um, I, you know, play it every once in a while. But, uh, yeah, I guess, I don't know. In certain circles, guitars are really cool, and in other ones, they're, they sort of, I don't know, they can represent some sort of chauvinistic thing, you know? And I guess for me, it's it's really just a utilitarian thing. I mean, the guitar is just the tool that I happen to have learned how to, uh, you know, express ideas on, I guess. And um, and I guess I just want to embrace it, you know, and, and sort of calling the first record Pink Strat was just homage to that guitar and, and all the songs that I wrote on it and all the sort of years that I lugged it around the world playing music, you know. And, and um, in bar chords, same thing. It's sort of just using that uh, guitar analogy to sort of express something that's simple. Okay, I walked on stage today and I saw your setup. You had three guitars in a, in a rack. I was hoping you could take one and say a few words about it. Sure, well, I guess uh, I could say something about my acoustic guitar. It's the first new guitar I've ever owned for years and years. I've always just, you know, been really into old guitars and old dishes and, and old records and things like that. And Anyhow, this uh, this guitar, I, I played it in the shop and it's it's made by this guy in Maine, and he only makes a you know a few hundred every year, and and it's amazing. It's just uh, there's just so much there to discover. You'd think that kind of like the acoustic guitar can be a little bit one-sided, but this seems to have all these overtones and wonderful sounds that I've uh, yeah that are just sort of really exciting. It's really inspiring to just sit there and play acoustic guitar. And thanks for that. I appreciate it. Right now you're on tour and. Spending hours in the tour van can be a great time to discover or rediscover music. So I was hoping you could talk about who's ruling the van right now in terms of music. Um, we've all been listening to this guy or this band called Here We Go Magic. They have this record that was produced by Nigel Godrich, and and uh, yeah, it's just got it's just got a really beautiful sound. It's just such such a nice recording, and uh, we sort of listen to it on repeat. But I'm, I'm, you know, I often sort of just pop my headphones on because people are, some people are reading or some people are sleeping or whatever. So you kind of end up going in your own world. And for me, that that world is usually country music and and Bob Dylan and that sort of stuff. You know, real songwriters, storytellers. So can you take one of those guys and describe them as? Can you describe the effect of their music on your ears as a woman? Uh, I yeah, I don't know. I mean, what if it's a woman? Can I still describe a woman as a woman? I, mean, I said the effects of their music on your ears. Right. Well, the effect of listening to Joni Mitchell is like everything that that a uh, you know lover that you would want a lover to be. I think. So, um, yeah, I don't know. There's just there's romance and heartbreak all in the same thing when I listen to her music. You know. 
Awesome answer. AP, thank you very much for being on my show today. At the end of the show, I love the artist to pick one of their tracks and talk a little bit about it as I bring up the music. I'll pick uh, Your Sweet Touch. Um, it's a song that we recorded really sort of quickly. And, you know, like most of the other songs on Bar Chords, there wasn't a whole lot of discussion about what we should be doing. As I just sort of started playing and the musicians fell in line pretty quickly and and uh there's a big guitar solo at the end and i guess um that's the one and only time that i sort of step out a little bit and um embrace that side of my playing and i you know i really had fun doing it and i hope i guess i hope people have fun listening to it all right so we're gonna listen to your sweet touch by bahamas thanks for being on the show my pleasure thank you hi it's afi from bahamas and you're listening to the interview show with scott wood Make it go So it goes, and so it goes, which way I'm 